Alrighty, welcome back to another episode of Post Fades and She Stakes. Uh, today, continuing our top 10 series for the best players of 2023, we have uh, interior defense alignment, so D-tackles, nose tackles. Um, joined by uh, my lovely co-host here, Mr. Timothy Mullen. How are we on this list today? Thursday? <laughs> Thursday, I believe so. Thursday. At least it was when I woke up. A couple days from the um, Eagles preseason game, so on Saturday. Yeah, we're so. getting closer. We're getting, uh, we're getting real close. The excitement mm-hmm. is building. Training camp is happening. We're starting to come back to earth on some of those training camp superstars that always pop up. But uh, I think I think we're doing good, turning our attention to fantasy football right around the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Episode Actually, that I don't think is going to have any impact on fantasy football. But yeah, that's funny you say. I was just watching like uh, it was fantasy footballers. I think their name is. They were doing like a live draft, and I was just curious to see where people were going. And so yeah, it's definitely definitely that time of year. And uh, it's, a, it's an off topic, and I know it has nothing to do with interior defense alignment. Mm-hmm. Who's your number one fantasy overall draft pick? One of one. I mean, Are you gambling on one seems, of these seems to be healthy. Backs? Seems to be healthy. I'm going CMC. Oh, okay. All yeah. right, you're sticking with not too many mouths in the Shanahan offense. You're not worried I'm, about the quarterback. My, my, no, my. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on in uh, in San Fran there, but I don't know. My process is always first or second round. I mean, it depends on how your league is structured, but first, second round, you have to come out with a running back because there's only so yeah. many elite running backs. Like if you go receiver, receiver, first two rounds, then you're dealing with like tier three running backs at that point or tier two maybe. So I don't know. I mean, you might be able to get like – swift in like the fourth round or something like that but i don't know hey i mean there's i think i've always always a first or second running back guy like yourself and my last year i uh i took josh jacobs in the fifth round who uh obviously you know yeah i mean he obviously like turned out pretty well i mean remember he was playing the hall of fame game and we were all shitting bricks about that they declined his option yeah and he exceeded every expectation i had but it makes you think more of like these draft running backs later throws a couple darts at the board see what happens i think you got to go with the one of one is got to be justin jefferson mr uh miss jefferson is coming up to a big extension i think cousins is also coming up for an extension i like both of them in a contract year they ditch Thielen. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens i think he's the safest and most dominant player i wouldn't right now i wouldn't take this guy i probably wouldn't take him top three but based on pass production and based on i think he's also in a contract year and has also been like kind of disrespected by his own team i'm pretty geeked on austin eckler i think i might might hop on the the early like maybe five or four five pick fifth or fourth i might i might do eckler there yeah i mean i I like him the first round let's see what happens i mean yeah i've seen consensus consensus is like cmc jefferson and like Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase have seemed to be like the top four rotation there. But... My only thing with Eckler is like you get nothing from the rushing game. Like he's he's like almost not much. Let's be honest, not much. He, I mean, he just dominates receiving. But they just drafted so... uh, what's his face out of TCU, Quentin Johnson. Now you got three solid wide receivers. I forget who their tight end is. Maybe uh, 
I forget who's there, but there's a lot of mouths to feed for a guy that really lives off receptions. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like Nick Chubb's a guy who like rarely gets receptions, and he like was top completely in, different in fantasy. Well, completely different. You get more rushes than you do a rece- uh, receptions per game, and he's a running back. Austin Eckler mm-hmm. is also a running back. It's in the name. Yeah, but if you have a but. Know, well, now Either we're going off topic. Yeah, we'll yeah. say, yeah, wait. We got to get back to our big uglies. We we did last week with the offensive big uglies, Bill. And yeah, now we some, rotate to the defense. I'm sure there's some handsome gentlemen in the list, you know? Okay. That's that's probably the only time that was ever mentioned on any <laughs> interior defense lineman <laughs> rankings. But, you know, you hey, know. listen, you're on one. You're, you're starting out hot. So let's uh, kick it off with you. Who do you got your honorable mentions? All right. So my honorable mentions for this year. Um, one guy. Um, I'll give you a little little tease for my list. I'm doing a little flip. I'm, okay. I'm I'm putting his teammate in my top ten, but I'm taking him out of my top ten. Um, wow. it's, it's a guy I've vouched for for a couple of years now. That okay. I usually have a little higher than you or whoever we have on, and it always pained me because he was a giant. But uh, you know, I have Leonard Williams in my honorable mention. I think okay, I think he's been pretty quietly consistent in his career, especially since getting traded over to the Giants and. Um, it's a good tandem there with the guy I have on my list, uh, who's a little younger, a little more uh, potential, I would say. Um, so he's one. Javon Hargrave, I had just outside top ten. Obviously, wow, former. Wow, really? No, yeah. hopeful, no. Well, I guess he's he's left, I mean, but no, it's ooh, not even outside that. the I top was, ten after this season. That's a. I was ooh, just looking tough, tough one. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking at it, and I'm like, it's so hard to gauge, especially with a lot of these other players based on like the line he played for in Philly. Um, and now he's going to San Fran. He's playing on a crazy line there too. So it's like, I don't know where to place him. So he's like my 11, 12, I think. Um, okay. And then my other, uh, I will mention that I just took off my 10 before we started. Like I said, I did a little, a little audible um, DJ reader of the, the Bengals. I think, Ooh. Really good player. Um, I like that line with with him and um, Hendricks Hendrickson. Um, yeah, he's good. Good. I mean, I think Cincinnati quietly has a pretty solid D line. Um, yeah, I, they're they're getting a little little better. I know their defense was kind of the bane of their existence for a little bit there, but slowly getting better. Um, but those are my kept it to three. So Leonard Williams, Javon Hargrave, and DJ Reader. But I like the DJ Reader one. He is he's like one of those like players I really like. He doesn't really get any recognition, but <laughs> if you watch Bengals games, he's out there, he makes plays. Even when he was with the Texans, like yeah. He's that like big nose tackle who really doesn't give you too much in the pass rush, but mm-hmm. like yeah, he'll be in there, he'll be in the, you know, the quarterback's face but doesn't get a ton in those numbers. Yeah. But if you watch him, he's really good. He's fucking big. He is so big. He's a problem in that run game. I swear, every Bengals game I watched, anytime a running back was getting stuffed in the line, it was DJ Reader. Um, yeah, no, that's he. That's the thing. Like his his numbers aren't replicant of like what he did on the field. I feel like, um, because he only had one sack, only play. one fumble. Yeah, but that's but the he's thing. good. Yeah, I liked him. He's even disruptive. When he was to I Texas. think that's the that's the key. Yeah, there. he actually so, and I solely didn't have him in my number twelve because you know I had to stick with my boy. So even though my boy's coming off his highest sack, you know, total of his entire career was six and a half, I got him at number twelve, going with Vita Vea. Ah, the big nose tackle. I love it. I love it. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's. I could be doing a disservice. He has a career high in sacks this year with six and a half, 
I could be doing him a disservice. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I wish DJ tackle, Reader yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, well, him and DJ Reader, him and DJ Reader literally play the same exact position. Hmm. But yeah, um, but you know, I mean, like, if it wasn't for the fact that this, like, this list, like our offensive tackles, has just exploded in the last three years. So Vita Vea, if the Bucks had won the Super Bowl, would Vita Vea have made your list? Uh, probably, probably. <laughs> it's it's definitely a real effect, but uh, yeah. So we got my boy Vita. He's out of the top ten, and then my number eleven. I'm actually going to take the Billy Greer approach. Hmm. He signed a massive contract, one of the richest first position ever. Not the money, but he did one. it with a <laughs> he did it with a horrible organization. So hmm. I know it's going to be unpopular, but I've got De'Aaron Payne at number eleven, and I'll go okay. roll right into this because I'll tell you why I have a number at eleven. Because my number ten, I'm going with his teammate. The guy who I don't think gets enough credit because I think he has more to do with the Aaron Payne success than maybe De'Aaron Payne does. If you look at the number of double teams that Jonathan Allen has, I think he's like behind. I thought it was, I think it's like Aaron Donald. That's it that he's behind his numbers this past year. I mean, him and Payne both made the Pro Bowl. So mm. they both had very good years. But Jonathan Allen's numbers this year are not as good as Payne, but they're very similar. Seven and a half on sacks, 16 on tackles for loss. I think Payne had about like 11 and a half sacks and 18 tackles were lost. You know, of course, Payne's numbers were a little bit better. But Jonathan Allen was the focal point. He was the one getting double teamed. You know, it kind of helps when you're Darren Payne playing between Jonathan Allen and his double teams and Montez Sweat on the outside for you. Well, yeah. Um, so I put, <laughs> I put Allen ahead of him because I think he he had a lot to do with Payne's numbers while also putting up numbers for himself last year. And I think he needs a little more credit. And Plus, you know, the commanders – one more. This is the last thing Daniel Snyder did, I think, as an owner. So I'm going to immediately pencil in this massive extension given out by Snyder as a horrible decision. He will probably fall off a cliff. He will. He will probably be another Albert Hainsworth. It'll be a parting gift from Daniel Snyder one more time. That's funny. Um, I. It's weird when it comes to like defenders. I feel like NFC East rivals. I tend to like. I don't hate them as much as I do like offensive players. I don't know. I guess because I've always been a defensive person, but um, I have. So you're going to put a, you, you got an Eagle. I'm sorry. You got an Eagle coming off their career year and outside the top 10. Now you're going to tell me that defensive players that East don't really bother so, you that much. So, so uh, my Javon really, Hargrave. You're wearing an Eagle shirt, but I don't know if I believe this whole <laughs> Eagle. My, my Javon Hargrave argument is that I looked at it and I never had him in my top 10. So I couldn't justify throwing him in there even though he did come up a really good year i just don't i don't know i just looked at like i feel like the other people on my list are like the number one guy on their lines or like the number one d tackle number one nose tackle and i don't i feel like while hargrave is really really good and i loved him as an eagle i don't think i mean you have bosa there already and you have you know really good linebackers that help support them too so it's like tough to kind of gauge i, I mean, don't know i said he was Darren right there Payne 11 looks, or 12 so i mean Darren Payne looks good doing it i could swap him with my number 10 who i can i can hop into um but this guy i just kept on here because he really you know i had him a little high last year off of a really strong year um but he had a down year. I mean, only four sacks this year. Two-time Pro Bowler, but he is uh, the strength of that line in Green Bay. So I have Kenny Clark here, number 10. He was difficult yep. to place because he's been kind of 
he's like very jumpy. Like his career, like he'll have a really good season and then I'll have like follow up with like down year and then he'll come back with another really good season and then we'll have another down year. So it's like, I don't know where, I didn't know where to put him. Last year I had him up at three, which I thought was pretty interesting. So that was, dropped him down yeah, to 10. Uh, that dropped didn't age well, 10. did it? Yeah, no. I mean, hey, look at Vita Vea. I didn't age well either, so... But... Okay, relax. I don't know if I'm going that far. <laughs> he is coming off his career high in sacks. Yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll uh, we'll see. But I mean, still had ten QB hits. Still had you know got the pressures. His tackles were up actually. Um, tackles for loss was about the same as last year, but the sacks weren't there. And I, I think overall the Green Bay defense was just a, super disappointing last year. I mean, even even Jari Alexander who was one of my probably top three corners in the league had a bit of a down year. So, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. I looking back at my list last year, like I said, this list is just dominated by young guys. I have four defense tackles in my top 10 from to 2019 uh, first round alone. Damn. I don't know about you, but like, this is a young, like half of my top 10 list comes from the first round of one draft class. Uh, I looking like last last year, like I, I don't have Clark in my list, but he had him five last year. Um, I don't have Grady Jarrett in my list. He was seven last year. He's a tough one because yeah. that Atlanta Falcons defense yeah. sucks so much. And I don't, I honestly don't think he's a bad player. I think he's still a top 10 guy. But that defense is so bad that he can't do anything. He can't get sacks because the secondary's ass. He can't stop him in the run because, you know, there's no one on that defense line that is worth anything. It's tough. And then Via, who I had a nine, you know. He slipped up a little bit, but again, career year of sacks, so maybe you know the list just got tougher. <laughs> I, yeah, that I had a, t- a tough time with. Um, so yeah, Vita Vea was on my list last year at nine. He didn't make it. Leonard Williams was on my list last year. He didn't make it. Grady Jarrett was on my last my list last year, and he didn't make it. So, Grady Jarrett is a really good. He's still like kind of young, you know. But like you said, it's just hard to. Falcons did get better. Terrible. They did get better though this offseason. They couldn't get it worse. They couldn't get it worse. That okay, that is valid. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you. So I'll roll into my number ten because a guy we've actually touched. Oh, I'm sorry, my number, number nine. nine. A guy yeah. we've touched on already. I went with uh, Grave Digger here. I went with Hardgrave at number nine. See, I, yeah, I I, I'm cool with that. I think it's deserving. So, I don't discredit what you're saying. I I agree that I was maybe it's the bitter Eagles fan of me that he signed to our you know conference rival now, who we're mm. probably going to see pretty deep in the playoffs again. But, you know, he was kind of disappointing that when he first got here as a free agent and then he played really well. But that was when, you know, Reddick was there, you know, brand new defense, brand new secondary, more time. But the other part of this, like, I didn't want to push him up too high, but I had to respect how good he was last year. If this tells you how good, how young this top 10 list is. Javon Hargrave did not make a Pro Bowl this year with 11 sacks, you know. 10 tackles for loss you know it was it was a very good year but if you look at last, the year before that 2021 when he did get a pro bowl he had seven and a half sacks and yeah. he had uh nine tackles for loss <clears throat> so this guy stats were literally better than his pro bowl year but he still didn't make it that's yeah. how good this nfc has as uh defense tackle position looks they've just improved so much they're such a young group but um hargrave you know I think he was a little inflated with the Eagles defense line, but he's going into another incredible defense line that'll probably inflate his numbers. So I think he'll be fine next year, but I went with Hargrave at nine. Yeah. I mean, a little bitter. 
we've, I mean, we've talked about how like our methods for ranking players a couple of times, but like my mine is the three tiers where it's like body of work and your career. What did you do last year? And then what are you going to do this year? Prediction, you know? So it's like, me, I, I feel like I've heard that before. Take away the, the body of the work, you know, where you, pr- you know, praise, 10-year veterans that won their offensive rookie year, you know, a decade ago. Well, it's more, more about building the team around them, you know. You know, where are they when I'm building my team? Yeah, well, I don't know. My mic's invisible. That's that's interesting. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I like I like Hargrave, but like you said, he we signed him to a huge contract. He was like good. If, I think I can't remember. It was either the first year we had him or the second year. One of the years he was first down. year was so disappointing. Yeah, yeah, that's first what year it was. was so disappointing. I and mean, we the second year, the like defense, was... and he started playing a lot better. And so that's why. But he's, that's he's, why he's listen. He's not high on the top ten, but he's in the top ten. But I, I, I would argue, you take like if this was like purely interior defensive lineman who rushed the passer, he would be top three. I'd argue he's I mean, up there with Aaron sure. Donald. With like Listen, rushing the quarterback, but, yeah, but you understand, like he doesn't do anything in the run game. This is we had That's the worst I mean. rush defense last yeah. year, and Jordan Davis missed some time, but Hargrave did not. We had to go bring in Sue and Linval Jones because he doesn't play the run, and you know it helps to be a great pass rushing D tackle when you play aside, you know Hassan Reddick, who's having a defensive well, player of the year year. Brandon was, Graham, I've got two number one cornerbacks out there with um, Barry and uh, Slay. It's you know it's a lot easier to do what he wanted to do. Well, I mean, like you said, it's, um, you know, he, he used basically a, a defensive end playing D tackle because they're like, just rush yeah. the rush the quarterback and then we'll figure out how to stop the run. So hey, yeah, he was not, very not, good in that role too. Not a huge knock. It's just like, you know, you like a little more balance. He's good in his role. Yeah, he, yeah, He's good in his role, but to be fair to him, like, give him credit. Like he's going to play with Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead. I'm sure he'll have 10 plus sacks that... again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Cause he's in a good situation to just pass rush. You know, he went, he, well, he went from the, the number one defensive line to the number two defensive line. No biggie. So. Yeah. I mean, you got Fred Warner and Drake <laughs> Greenlaw behind you, you know, they'll, they'll take care of any uh, rushing <laughs> lanes you give up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So All right, my you're number nine. Yeah, my number nine, which I'm, I'm very curious to see where he falls in your list because I know you're usually high on some of the, a bit younger guys, but he is. I just looked it up. Part of that 2019 draft class that you were talking oh, about. Look at that. See what did I tell you? Yeah. So my number nine had a. He was number one in solo tackles for his position. Number one in assists and had five sacks. So I have Christian Wilkins here at number nine. Wow, really? Can I? Yeah, uh, can I? Was... I'll, I'll let you continue the wraparound. I also have Christian Wilkins, but oh, he's at oh. number eight for me. But oh, number eight. Up, okay. But okay. Cool. Continue. Yeah, I, I, I started off. I actually had him a lot higher, and then I was kind of evaluating stats. Some of the other players I was pushing into this list, and I kept sliding him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to have a really great year, though, because I mean, you got Nick Chubb, who hopefully can get his shit together and play like he's supposed to. Um, Bradley Chubb. Or yeah, Bradley Chubb. <laughs> I mean, Nick Chubb could probably play DN. You never know. Um, that's, true, that's true. I'm blanking on his name now. They have the other younger edge rusher, um, Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips, who just missed. I know yeah. he just missed my my edge rank already. He looks I don't know good though. Worse. He looks he does, very yeah. good. Um. So yeah, I think I think it's only going to get up for Christian Wilkins. I mean, come from that Clemson defense, you know. So it's a nice pedigree. Um. But yeah, I think. I think he's going to continue to to produce and be uh, a strength. The Dolphins quietly. I mean, once Ramsey gets healthy again, 
quietly have a pretty nice squad there on uh, on defense and probably the fastest offense in the league. So the offense could make noise again. We'll see. I like I like the team the way it's constructed. But yeah, yeah. I also I, well I have Wilkins at eight. I you know what he is he is my guy right now who is a top five player next year. I could you see know, it. The, he's yeah. he's my my D tackle that where he is right now he's going to be much higher next year. Part of the reason is, yeah, he's going to play with Bradley Chubb for a full season and Jalen yeah, Phillips is another year in the league. Um, Jalen Ramsey, when he gets healthy, is going to team up with Xavier Howard, making an incredible secondary. But he's one of my, now that there's no Eagles on this list, because, you know, Hargrave pieced us, he's one of my favorite players on this list. He's got a big personality. I think he's going to make life easy for Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. But I think he's also going to get his chances. I love him in that defense. I think he's on the rise. Mm-hmm. 16 tackles for lost last year, which was eighth in the NFL, regardless of position. He's going to get a lot more than that when there's, uh, you know, those two bookends coming out of uh, the quarterback. But yeah, he's my uh, guy, my top five guy next year. Okay. My, where are we at? My number eight. Um, He's a guy I feel like jumps around my list quite a bit. I'm trying to see. Let's see. The first year we did this, I had him at seven. Then in 2021, yeah. he jumped up to number three. And then last year, he dropped to fifth. So, I mean, what do I have him now? Top ten eight. guy. Yeah, he's a top ten guy. Uh, at number eight here, you know, he's he's been consistent since he joined this new team a couple of years ago. He was also in the same draft class oh. as Kenny Clark um, 2016. Two-time Pro Bowl, one-time All-Pro at 6'7", 295. He's basically the the Miles Garrett of D-tackles. It's a freak of nature types. But DeForest Buckner here, I have a number eight. Um, uh, can maybe I a just little... say, okay. this is twice now. This is oh, twice now on the wraparound. You got me again. <laughs> I okay, like what we're so thinking, but go similar, on. Yeah, similar thought. I mean, I, it's, not the, it's not really a knock on him, but I feel like we've already seen his peak, right? Um, and his peak is very good. But I don't see I haven't seen him get like better since he's gotten, you know, to this level. Um, but he's been super good for for Indianapolis. And I thought when he left San Fran, um, or well, he got traded, but when he left San Fran, that he was gonna have a little bit of a drop and he's been been good for them, you know. Uh last year at yeah. eight sacks, you know, not a career high, but still could pretty consistent. He's always good for Definitely 70, 70 some tackles, which is good for a D tackle. Um, yeah. and he's been playing, you know, last two years, he's played in 17 games each year. So staying healthy. I mean, his whole career, he's m- missed less than, let me, if I can do math correctly, 15. So, so yeah, he's played almost his entire, the entire seasons, his whole career. So super reliable, good player and, uh, definitely top 10. It's just like, depends on where you want to, want to have him fall, but number eight for me and he's I mean... number seven for you. So go ahead and. Yeah, for Buckner, I got him at seven. I think he's he's one of those veterans. I think we touched on it when we said Kenny Clark and Jarrett, but he was one of those veterans that played on a terrible team last year. Mm-hmm. He was pretty good, though. I mean, if you look at his numbers, like like you said, he's been a top five talent before. If you look at his numbers, the eight sacks is like, you know, top three in his career. Yeah, He had the most combined tackles in a season this year. Uh, the 44, you know, is second behind his 45 in a career, uh, you know, in a year. Two four um, yeah. Yeah, like he the tackles for loss was 11, which was the second most of his entire career, you know, yeah. in a season. 
He definitely was out there saying the quarterback hits with 22. Like he made his presence felt. I think he gets hurt by, you know, just being on a terrible team that once, you know, Leonard got hurt, there wasn't much around him, yeah. but he still went out there. He, he produced something wrong when they're, you know, losing by, you know, quite a bit each game. I, I'd imagine it's pretty hard to get a sack or, you know, quarterback pressure when they're just running and killing the clock, but uh, he still got his numbers. Still a good player. I'd like to see him if the team got a little bit better. But, uh, yeah, still a good player. So that's why I put him at seven. Yeah, I and I forgot he went to Oregon for college. But I do remember he was a top ten pick in 2016. That's so. true. That's true. That's when San Fran built that uh, that D lineup. But, all right. So, hey, you know, they were, they were on to something there. I was one of them Super Bowl. So he was your seven. So going into my seven, a guy that you uh, previously mentioned who I think I'm a little higher on. Um, Jonathan Allen here at number seven, I think, okay. I mean, six, three, 300 pounds, ran a sub five, 40 yard dash. I mean, he's athletic for his size. Um, it's a shame. I mean, not a shame because we don't want them to succeed, but commanders are a bit of a cesspool right now. You know, the, not really sure what's right going now, on. Oh, they've, they've been, been a cesspool for, a for I mean, their stadium is also a cesspool. Um, the whole thing. A whole organization, top to bottom. Well, I guess not top anymore. I mean, we'll see what happens. One of the, but, I actually yeah, that, like not to go completely off topic, but one of my favorite like like side stories that's been going on since they got bought or like sold or whatever is yeah. that now a bunch of the fans are saying, you know what, let's change the name back to the football team <laughs> after they were like <laughs> after they were like this is the worst name I've ever heard. Now they're all like, you know what, it was kind of cool, and I hate the commander's name. So I think that's so yeah. funny. I, I didn't mind it. I thought Washington football team was kind of like it sounded like old school, like had a nice ring to it. Uh, it no, it was silly. so stupid. It, it was so silly. stupid. But it's just off like of like the amount of money they make off of just logo and team name, like football team. That's the most boring thing in the world. Uh, anyway, so had him at number eight last year, so I'll bump him up one spot. Back to back years, making the Pro Bowl. Um, excuse me, sixteen tackles for a loss this year. I mean, he set career highs and. Everything but QB hits, um, well, and sacks, but Q, uh, career high in tackles, tackles for loss, um, just general pass rushing, seven and a half sacks, uh, 17 QB hits. Like I said, just really good, really consistent. Um, and he's stayed relatively healthy too, hasn't missed games. Um, he's got some nice, uh, his, his one teammate, like you mentioned earlier, got a nice teammate there on the line with him. And if you know, Chase Young never figures it out, and he comes back and plays. That's a pretty gross. That's a top five that's talent true. line right there on defense. So, well, you got to be fair. They've like they have four first round picks on that defense of you know, and let's be honest, the one that we thought the safest and like the most dominant who would be the best is probably the worst one right now. Like Chase Young is probably the fourth worst, fourth best on that line. Yeah, and you got Montez Sweat as well. So. It's kind of crazy. Like he was the safest one. He was the one they were going to build around. They just had all these other incredible defense linemen with him. And I, I mean, injuries and all that, but he is, he is surprisingly by far the worst on that line. Mostly yeah. because the other guys have succeeded so much. Who would have thought, but yeah, I mean, can't go wrong drafting an Alabama defender and he's been uh, pretty damn good. Um, I would say, is he, was he also, no, he was 2017. No, he's a little older than I thought. Um, he's been around the block. but, but yeah, he's been, he's been good for them. And I think he's quietly been one of the more dominant D tackles in the league. So Jonathan Allen, number six. Fair enough. All right. Well, my number six, I'm going to go with a guy. I know for a fact, you do not have ranked 
probably in your top 10 now that now that we uh we're at where we're at and it's just okay. mind-blowing but you've disrespected him so much before so i'm not surprised you're gonna do it again now but talk about a guy that's coming off a pro Bowl year you know double digit sacks 10 and a half okay uh you know 23 quarterback hits 14 tackles for loss he did it while the best player on their team on their defense was out, missed a couple games, still managed to step up. Guy who's getting better each year as he gets older. I'm going with uh, Cam Hayward from the Steelers. You said you you don't think he's on my list? I don't know. Well, that's funny because he's actually number six on my list. <laughs> wow, really? Wow, look at you. I knew, you know what? I knew we were getting to that safe spot. I was like, uh, there's absolutely no way he put him in the top no, five. No, I, no. You I disrespected ha- him before, but I'm glad you're finally coming he's, around to it. No, he's been on my list. He's, he was number, he was, uh, let's see. He was number six last year. And the year before that, he was number I mean, seven. That was coming off, yeah, the, number six. He was coming off one of the best years of his He's life, been, and he only moved up one. I do, I do remember spot. you gave me, yeah, you gave me shit for that. I remember that. So, I mean, it was deserved. I had him at number two last year. I mean, I, I was playing the the flurry card. I was like, well, he's getting older or something. He's got to eventually fall off the cliff. But uh, when when does that ever come true for you? For me, I don't I think mean, that's ever couple, worked I mean, out for you. Mm, to put it a little bit, look at this guy now, is the though. definition definition of a late bloomer the first six years of his career was also you know sidebar never misses games he had one year one year oh. in 2016 where he only played yeah. seven games never misses he's time. an old school player so for sure the first six years of his career no pro bowls no all pros the second half of the six you know of his 12-year career the last six years three all pros six-time pro bowler like this guy is just incredible like I could have been disrespecting him because if you look at his numbers, he had an all pro season last year. That's why, you know, you disrespecting was insane. He had more sacks this year. He yes, had more man. quarterback hits this year and he had only one less tackle for loss. Insane. Well, I mean, yeah, he's, what he's doing sack, is, but... I mean, you know, it's, he didn't have TJ Watt generating, you know, wide open lanes. But, funny, uh, I was, yeah, uh, I'd I love was... to hear you with your words. So I'll let you have the floor now. Well, I was just about to look at some of the pull up some of the stats again, and I I was like looking, I was like five eleven, one hundred ninety two pounds, and I was like, oh no, that's Casey Hayward, not Cameron Hayward. But get no, it together, Cam, Cam Hayward <laughs> going in six five two ninety five. Like you said, he's centering his. He was driving twenty eleven, so it's like his third, twelfth, thirteenth year. Thirteenth, yeah. six time Pro Bowl, three time All Pro, um, all in the last six years. And yeah, all in the yeah. Yeah, he's getting better, man. It started. It started in in 2017 when he was. Uh, he didn't win, but he was in the running for a comeback player of the year, um, and made it first team All Pro, and Pro Bowl. And then, like you said, after that, it's he's kind of amazing. Pro Bowl five straight years since that. Six straight years. The difference between like I forget what his injury in 2016 was. I don't know if you remember, but after yeah, like that injury, teams, like though. yeah, his injury bounced back. Like he was insane. Like, did they just like put a robotic arm or Achilles or something inside of him? Because he was not the same player afterwards. He was so good. Now it helps. I think TJ Watt entered the league right around that same time, and of course that helps. Yeah, but you don't want to. You know, you can't ignore it at the same time. So, um, you want to know? Shall we? Uh, a quick fun fact yeah. about uh, Cam Hayward. So, where does he? What team does he play for? The Pittsburgh Steelers. You know where he was born. Um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, PA. Wow, I did, I did not know that, but that's kind of cool. There you go, Chicago team. Yeah, 
All right. So yeah, there's your there's your respect. You thought I wasn't gonna Good. have on my list. That's kind of crazy, but not that dumb. Uh, <clears throat> all right. So uh, number five. My my number five. This is another guy from that 2019 draft class. I've already uh, I've already touched on. Okay. Young guy who um oh, yeah, drafted really high. Yeah. He was. Yeah, he was the first guy. Uh, he was the first D tackle drafted that year. I think he was number three overall, if I'm correct. Okay, took him a little bit of time to get it together, but I re- I can vividly remember this guy like doing interviews or on draft night, and he had braces. And that puts you <laughs> in perspective of how young he was coming in. Interesting, because I okay, I I think he's only uh, 24, or 25. I think he's 25 entering his fifth season, mm-hmm. but he's you know that's. It's still pretty good, but he started to figure it out. The first couple of years, he was clearly struggling, working to find his footing. This year, he kicked the door down and let us all know that he's here. 12 sacks, 12 tackles for loss, 28 quarterback hits. He was part of that renaissance for this entire team. All pro this year. I got Quentin Williams coming out from the Jets. Okay. He is definitely on my list. I don't have him at five, but he's coming up shortly. Um, yeah, I like it. Like you said, it was it's crazy the the turnaround he went from being crazy high draft pick. Let's see, yeah, third three overall, third overall, twenty nineteen. If you consider, I have Alabama. three other guys. I have three other guys from that draft class above him. Or no, I'm sorry, in the top ten, two of them I have above him. It's kind of they come to actually. You know what? Look at this. <clears> I have three in a row from three, four, five. Crazy. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I'll I'll go into his his numbers when I bring him up. But yeah, I think I just think from a guy that I just remember his draft when he got drafted, his like interview, he sneezed. Nobody said bless you, and he said bless you to himself, and then said thank you to himself. I was like, this guy's kid. He had braces on while he was he, doing well, it. He did have braces. He he might still have them on. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, if he still hasn't won, he needs to start using those uh, big bucks he got from this contract extension to get a new dentist. Yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, a nice, nice progression for him. Um, I have a player uh, my number five, kind of similar, also 2019, um, also first round. But he kind of just came on the scene last year. So that's why I have and his stats weren't as good as is. Quinn Williams, so I have him just just a spot below, but I have Mr. Dexter Lawrence, another NFC East mm. player uh, from the Giants, on my list. So made the Pro Bowl this year, uh, seven and a half sacks, sixty eight combined tackles, twenty eight QB hits, pretty damn good. Um, yeah. So I played sixteen games, so two force fumbles as well. I think uh, <clears throat> him and and uh, Lawrence are a good combo there, a D tackle. And obviously they got a uh, the hell is his name Thibodeau or Thibodeau, however you say his name, coming off the edge. Yeah. So they quietly have a nice little front there in New York. Um, secondary is definitely a huge question mark, but I think uh, their line is definitely well improved, both offense and defense. But uh, yeah, Dexter Lawrence, <clears throat> I think is um, since you said you had a couple of 2019 players, he's probably on your list coming up. But I actually I he's have a him. good progression for him. Right here. Let's all right. It's weird. We've gotten that wraparound <clears throat> a couple times. Well, so my number so, four is Quinny Williams. So but going to Dexter. Oh, Lawrence. okay. That makes sense. <laughs> all right. Well then here, I'll, I'll cut it short because I'll basically put it down to the reason why I had him over the other. Sure. They both honestly, it took them both, you know, the, this was easily the best year of both their careers. 
Correct. But the thing is, Quentin Williams is like a pass rusher. I don't. He doesn't give you much in the run defense. Derek okay. Lawrence is an incredible run defender and always has been. Who just so happened to have the best <clears throat> pass rush year of his of his entire career. Seven and a half sacks, seven tackles for loss, which is the most in his career. Both of those numbers, plus the uh, twenty eight quarterback hits, which is double, more than double his best in any season before. If you factor in this as a as an elite run defender. Derek, Derek Lawrence is like incredible. He's that's why I bumped him up ahead of Kenny uh-uh. Williams. They're in there. They're in the same conversation. Obviously, since we have him four and five, but that's what bought him over uh, the edge on Williams. Yeah, I uh, weird that I, I left the former Eagle off the list, but had two, two uh, rival teams on. But I looked at the I, stats, and I, mean, I, listen, that's what I said. But you know, you know, whatever. Their uh, their their stats are fairly similar this year. I think, um, I think. Quentin Williams has had a little more consistency in his prior three years than Dexter Lawrence did. I think Dexter Lawrence was a little weaker in his first three years. Um, but I'm, I gave a nod to the guy who was, who made the all pro team was a pro bowler and came, uh, I believe seventh in defensive player of the year voting. So slight hey, nod, gonna, slight nod to him. So, but yeah, they're they're, they're like a coin flip. They're very much in the same. You're splitting vein. hairs. Yeah, you're splitting hairs. Yeah. So, roll into your number three, which I okay. Have... So I'm actually shocked by this. I thought I was going to be really high on this guy. Who you probably have a three, but uh... I have to think we have the same exact top three, and I'd be surprised if it wasn't in the same exact order. So does that give us the same exact top five minus what sounds like it's just a switch up on Quentin Williams and Dexter Lawrence? I mean, pretty much the same list. Besides, like. 10 and 9, it seemed like, but uh, everyone that comes here to watch us are you and you know, banter and disappointing the fans. <laughs> uh, it's tough. All right, well, I'll get right into it. So, this guy has been on a rocket ship, um, since he's entered the league, just getting better and better and better. Honestly, again, he plays on a terrible team, mm. um, and it's a tough situation for him because they do not rush the passer very well or do anything defensively very well or really anything very well at all. Mm. But um, seven and a half sacks last year, nine tackles for loss, 14 quarterback hits. Won't blow you away, but if you factor in, he was the best and the only, only player to player. care about. Yeah, <laughs> the only player on that defense to even recognize. That's for you know, the fact that he put up numbers in general is, is impressive, considering he did it the year before, too. Keeping it up, but um, sniffing, sniffing that elite tier because i i don't know about you but our top two guys i think are in a tier that is a mile higher than the rest of them no offense Agreed. to jeffrey simmons who i have in number three Agreed. but i don't think he's very close to one or two him lawrence and williams all right there in tier two i think one of them could jump up the reason i have simmons at three is because i think he's the most likely to jump up in that tier one but as it is he's really not that close i'm i'm genuinely shocked i also have jeffrey simmons at, at number three here I did not think you were going to have him this high. I really thought, because I was looking at a lot of lists, and not a lot of lists had him top five. And I was just like, I don't know what I mean, they're thinking. I think he's got yeah, so much talent, so much potential. Um, you got to understand, I had him at number four last year. Like, uh, I was I no him? sleepy giant here. I, had, I also had him at number the, four last year. <laughs> it's not like either of us were sleeping on it. We both knew how good he was. If anything, I moved Cam Hayward down from the number two spot. To six, and you know, mostly because I had just guys jumping in front of him. I could have Who made an it? argument for Cam Hayward somebody, over Simmons. Somebody had him, yeah. PFF has him at number 10. I'm just like, 10. 
What are y'all doing? Seems, you watch a game with his red sleeve, he sticks out. He is so good, and he's so big. It's funny. You think I'm like a Titans fan because I always have him and Kevin Byard in my top five, without a doubt. <laughs> so it's true. But uh, yeah, no, he's. I mean, he's got that. Like, I think with Quinn Williams and Dexter Lawrence, they just they're. You see the talent, they're they're dominant, but like, I don't know, something about like Simmons is just like scary to me. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe beast. it, but yeah, I just think he's got a bit of a higher ceiling than them. And like you said, another uh 2019. So we had I had three, I think so. Did you then three 2019 uh draft drafted players in a row? Uh, what, yeah, Simmons yeah. was around oh, 2019. Yeah, he was. I had the I had or I'm sorry, yes, he was. I had him, Lawrence, um, Williams, and Wilkins as my uh, 2019 quartet. Oh, I had Wilkins but too. Yeah. One guy who didn't wasn't part of the 2019 uh, draft class, but he's he's on that elite tier. I think the reason now we can confidently say there is an elite tier mm-hmm. is that someone is starting to catch up with Aaron Donald. I mean, he's not he, you know. I think we can easily say, like, Aaron Donald's still number one. I don't know if you want to go out on the limb, but I have a feeling since me and you both had Devontae Adams at number one again uh, after Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson had insane. We are a little more off. intelligent than the, the, the Where, regulars. Listen, I, I don't just live <laughs> off of knee-jerk reactions. I don't – just because Chris Jones went and, you know, won a Super Bowl, which regardless of what you say, Dakota, that's does your, affect his rankings. That's your That's your standard. <laughs> And like the fact that he did that and had 15 and a half sacks, you probably think, oh, he's right there. Probably, I not? mean, arguably a career year for him. Career high in pressures, too. I mean, you could say that, but wildly enough, he had 15 and a half sacks before. Didn't even make a Pro Bowl. He was an all pro this year and Pro Bowl. Didn't get a Pro, a pro Bowl nod for 15 and a half sacks. Kind of wild. That's weird. But um, yeah, he's he was incredible. He had more tackles for loss. Wow. Dude, his 2018 season, 19 <laughs> Just... tackles for loss. 15 and a half sacks. Are you just looking at the stats now? <laughs> 29 quarterback hits? Did you realize that his 2018 season was better than this season? I'm going to tell you. So, so, yes, my number two is also Chris Jones, which means my number one is Aaron Donald. But if Aaron Donald wasn't Aaron Donald and, like, by far the best player at his position for, like, a decade, then – I could see you putting Jones at number one, but I I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. Aaron Donald is still Aaron Donald, so but yeah, Chris Jones. That's I mean, four time Pro Bowler for only one All Pro, which is just crazy. Yeah, this past season, just, just crazy. wild, dude. Look at this twenty eighteen season. He like, dude, he had more tackles for loss, the same amount of sacks, and the same amount of quarterback hits. Didn't even get a Pro Bowl. It's just it's wild. So you know I, what that I would is? say. Do you know what that is? You know what that is? I don't mean to cut you off. You know what that is? The what? effect of D Ford. That's yeah. the D Ford effect. <laughs> you hate D Ford. <laughs> Dude, he's literally like, what is the difference between this year yeah. and 2018 looking at his numbers? Absolutely nothing except he won a Super Bowl and D Ford cost them a chip to the Super Bowl. That's about it. <laughs> uh, I but, will yeah. say it's, it's, Go on. I mean, he's, he's, he came in 2016. This is when he was drafted, uh, second round. But I would say for for a good while, it was like probably since he got drafted, well, he had a little bit of time to come up. So let's say 2018, 2017, 2018, 2019. I'd argue the top three was between Donald, him, and Fletcher Cox. 
and he's been able to Can't maintain work, yeah. this level of of well, Cox is is older, so he kind of fallen off a bit. Okay, here, but I mean, yeah, but he's in the conversation. But yeah, I agree. Actually, you know, Cox the first. Six years of his career, um, compared to Chris Hayward's or Cam Hayward's second six half of the year, I think you flip flop, but yeah, no, I, I do agree with where you're going with this, yeah. But I mean, if you want to make the argument, Chris Jones right now is better because Donald did have a bit of a, a down year. If you're going based no. off just last year, sure, no. because I think, no, I mean, Chris no. Jones was over, he was 10, Donald was 11 on the top 100, so players seem to not. have uh, some think so, but yeah, I don't, I don't think. I don't think until he retires or like just doesn't do anything this year, like he's going to be number one. So it's like Mahomes. Mahomes he, is not is not going to be number one until he retires. So yeah, I mean, because sure, I mean he had a better year than Donald this past season, but who do you think is going to have a better year next year? Kind of leaning towards Aaron Donald, especially. I mean, listen, Chris Jones and Jack Martin. They picked the right time to hold out. They're both elite. They're older, but they're both elite, and their position just got paid. There's a lot of guys in their position that just got paid a lot of money. And if you're Chris Jones, you probably look back and think, "Dude, there's like four guys alone this this offseason that are now getting paid more than me." Let's let's go to the table. Yeah. Um. Well, let me see something real quick. I'm trying to figure out what this award is, but I went from uh Chris Jones's page to Aaron Donald's page and <laughs> nine time pro bowler, seven time all pro one time Super Bowl champ hall of fame, all 2010s team, three time AP defensive yeah. player of the year, 2014 AP defensive player, like rookie of the year in 2014. Like it's just, he's a demon. He's so good. He's yeah. He's untouchable. He's the first ballot hall of famer. The team sucks. That's, I mean, last, I yeah, last year that. he played 11 games, five sacks, 49 tackles. So, like, based on with the Pro Bowl, I mean, probably I'll name alone, but... Uh, I mean, he didn't have a bad year. It's not like he just stopped, you know, playing football at a high level. Did you, did it's you, just, it, did you know that he's never... He, so, he he was a rookie in 2014. He's never yeah. missed the Pro Bowl. He's been in the Pro Bowl since he got into the league. That's I mean, crazy. Was, and he's won I mean, AP he's player. Been, of the, he's been an AP defender, first or second team. Since, well, not his rookie year, but the years after that, and then last year was the first time he missed it. I mean, he missed six games this year. Like that's you say five sacks and you know ten tackles lost, but he also missed six games. You know, this was the or seven games, or six games. He this is the only time he's really ever missed time in his career. You know, it's just the team was terrible. He missed time. It was bound for a down year. Yeah. So I like I like using profootballreference.com because they lay out all the stats right in front of you. And I've never of all the players we've done in these rankings, I have never seen one. So they have an awards column. I've never yeah. seen one where they have defensive they have a player of the year like award nomination in every single year that they've played besides last year. He's been in the running one. He was he was player of the year, then second, then fourth, then back to back years. He won. Then he was fifth. Then he won again. And then he was came in third. I'm like. Four times. That's crazy. He was a five time or no, I'm sorry. Four time defensive player of the year. He's a seven time all pro and a seven time all pro seven years in a row. 
Yep. I mean, he's a he's a walk in first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, oh yeah, without a he, doubt, he's a, he's number one as long as he wants to. If the Rams again only win three games and he sits out six games, he's I mean, he's still number one. Let's be honest. <laughs> if he, if I'm if I'm playing if I'm yeah. playing football tomorrow, he's my D tackle. And I oh, want to yeah. throw something out to you before we move on to Chris Jones and I you know finish slobbing off of uh, Aaron Donald. One way to put it. Now, I found a curious comparison between two athletes that I want to gauge your, you know, shock. Okay. So, athlete A is Chris Jones, who is 6'6 and 298. Okay. Athlete B is 6'6 and 284. Okay. Now, athlete B is an NBA player. Okay. Six Arms the size of tree trunks. Is it Braun? No. Zion Williamson. Oh, Zion. Is it shocking to you to see that Zion and Chris Jones He's 248? are... 248? 284. He's 284? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, dude, Zion Williamson is 10 pounds lighter. They're the same exact height. He's 10 pounds Bro, lighter Ever since he's been eating all that Cajun, Cajun food out in uh, New Orleans... <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. Like he's uh he's a big boy. 284. 284. Like he is there's no way. There's a double dude, he's, he's fifteen pounds lighter than Chris Jones of the same exact height, which I find is mind boggling because Chris Jones is like one of the biggest NFL players I can ever think of. You know, there's DeForest Buckner, but like when you factor in Chris Jones is like just built and bigger. I think Buckner's more like, you know, long and got the length. Evenly distributes his like you know weight. He's probably not as heavy. Dude is big. But the Zion was right there. Two forty eight. How much was Shaq was probably three hundred, right? I mean, sure, but he was also seven feet tall. Yeah, seven one three twenty five. But he also yeah, is also not a center. So Chris Jones and Zion Williamson are pretty much the same exact size. That's crazy. It is wild. Damn. All right. Um, yeah, I don't really have much. I mean, like you said, Chris Jones won a Super Bowl, so obviously he had to be top two. Um, based on Hayward effect, <laughs> no, he's been good. Like you, you kind of lay out his stats already. He's been really good for the, I mean, it's Andy Reid's team. He's going to have good players on the D line and good players on the offensive line. It's not surprising. Um, but he's been really good for them. Great leader, too. Very selfless player. Um, yeah, good for the young guys. But I, I have a question for you then. So, go ahead. Someone you didn't name in your honorable mentions, but is um, maybe newer to the league, like been in the league like three, four years, maybe max. Like, do you have any players that you think could jump up into top 10 next year? Uh, Well, I mean, the only reason I didn't put him as a honorable mention because I didn't want to be a homeboy. Uh, but I seriously mean Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter could both find this top 10 list. I'd be shocked if one of them isn't in this top 10 list. I thought next about year. I thought about they pulling... play, but they play two different <clears throat> positions completely. Jordan Davis is going to be a menace when it comes to stopping that run. And Jalen Carter might be the, uh, you know, I don't want to throw his name around like nothing, but he's got that pass rush ability on the inside with that quick feet and power. He could be an Aaron Donald type kind of uh, player. I mean, he's not Aaron Donald. No one is. We'll never see Aaron Donald again. But his game, I think, f- molds into Aaron Donald. But non-Eagle, I like Derek Brown a lot, too. 
the guy who I that liked was, coming out damn, of college. That was mine, yeah. I liked him coming out of college, and I uh, I really thought he'd be good. And he took a little bit, you know, didn't really find it right away. Took a little time, but the team. I like Burns. I like him. I like. Um, I love what's Ryan his Burns. face. The dude in the secondary. There's there's talent there. Um, I think oh, he's gonna JC get better. Horn? So those are my. Yeah, Horn and. Um, yeah, the they have some Michigan really State good safety. young talent in Carolina. Um. Yeah, I, I, mine was also gonna be Derek Brown, but you stole my thunder. But uh, yeah, I think, I think he's due for like a breakout year, kind of like how Quinton Williams, you know, took him, you know, three, three years to kind of get situated. I think this is gonna be, yeah, this is gonna be his fourth year now, Derek Brown. Um, so that's that's when Dexter Dexter Lawrence um got really good. Quinton Williams got really good. I, I think Derek Brown's gonna find his stride. You know, playing on like you said, Brian Burns, phenomenal edge rusher. Um, yeah, and, and I will say, I debated pulling the whole, uh, I guess you would call it the the Kyle Pitts card, where you have a rookie hasn't even played an NFL snap, and you're like, you know what, he's top ten already. Or like B. John Robinson, a lot of people were throwing in top tens already. I thought about Jalen Carter. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be. All of what Fletcher Cox was, if not better. So I think he's dude. I, I he's got the. Um, he reminds me of like I said, Donald, but to a like not a lesser degree of Donald, but more in the Grady Jarrett, Geno Atkins role. Like I, I think ooh, he's gonna be a yeah, problem I could, as a Geno Atkins rusher. is a good comparison. Yeah, he just he has that pass rush game down. So if you factor in, he was the best player on that Georgia defense, not last year, but the year before that. He was mm. the best player two years ago when they won their first championship. Yeah, he's. I, uh, I'm excited to see him. It was funny. I was. I had uh, someone on YouTube. I was watching, and it it auto. You know, the video ended, so it went on to like some recommended video, and it was like a recap of ESPN's breakdown of the draft. Or, like it was the live draft when it was happening this year, and uh, <laughs> so on. They were like pick number three, and it was like Mel's big board was going across the screen, and it was like it was like number one Jalen Carter, number five Nolan Smith, and I was just like. Yeah, Eagles got so lucky. Both those players. Part, I'm excited to see. I, but mostly because they play two different positions. Jordan yeah. Davis, I think, is going to be a terror. He, the Vita Vea, um, DJ Reader, but I mm, think he's got more like to his game. Run stuffing problem. And then Jalen Carter's bringing the pass rush. And you know what I like is they're going to split reps with Fletcher Cox, who has been in the league for a while. And he's what made him so good is he he did both those roles really well. <clears throat> I think he was Cox, a nose, Cox big enough to the, stop the run the bench. pass rush. If Cox is coming oh, off yeah. the bench, I think he'll play a lot better this year. He doesn't because he was always getting fatigued. You could tell, like he would just run out of gas. Um, and that, look at Brandon Graham; he didn't have to start, and he he played pretty well coming off rotation, career high sacks. So, so yeah, I mean, a lot of good, like you said, a lot of good young talent. Twenty nineteen draft class looking pretty nice. Um, hey, let let Jalen Carter play three downs. Let so Jordan was, Davis be out there was, the first uh, two, and then pass rush with Cox and Carter. So it was what 2019 for our D tackles, and what was the was it 2021 for our, our offensive tackles? 2021, yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, I think it was Werfs and um, forget the other one. Werfs yeah. and Darisel, young you guys know, making names Darisel, for themselves. Yeah. Good to see. Big time. All right, well, I love the back-to-back big uglies. I think it worked out well. I'm surprised how I, I thought we would have similar players, but I didn't think our list would be that identical especially simmons at three that that i thought you were gonna have him like six 
But, I mean, we both had him at four. I don't know what why this is like the the surprise of the whole process. I don't know, but I'm I'm uh, it's you know I'm glad that I'm not getting the slander on Vita Vey anymore because he's dropped out of your well, ranking. So again, career year in sacks, career year in sacks. You know, just keep that in mind. The competition just caught up to him. Well, good All talk. Right. Until next time. Peace. Peace. Thank you again for listening to the Post Fades and Cheesesteak Sports Podcast. Please like, follow, and subscribe on all your major platforms. Follow us on YouTube. Follow the show on Spotify and Apple. And follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Have a great day and tune in next week.